You're listening to the Virtually Free Podcast, a place where all you digital nomads and freedom chasers out there get the real talk on what it's like to make a living online. Want to ditch the nine to five vacation on your term? Discover the ins and outs of freelancing. Then you're in the right place. And now your host, Amy Damone. Welcome back to this episode of the Virtually Free Podcast with your host, Amy Damone. Today's guest is Liz Teresa, and she is a business coach and the founder of LizTeresa.com. She has been helping entrepreneurs find clarity and uniquely market themselves with confidence for the past seven years through her strategic website design and clever copywriting services. She wants every entrepreneur to rise and be the star of their own business. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Virtually Free Podcast. Today's guest is Liz Teresa. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much for letting me be here with you. I am super jazzed to talk about you. We're going to be talking about clients and boundaries and nightmares and all the <laughs> that online done for you service providers and virtual assistants and I mean, coaches and so many other people have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am super jazzed to be able to talk to you. Um, one VA you know, stream or like whatever, like social media manager, done for you service provider to another. Um, and yeah, so Liz, why don't you tell our audience about how you got started in online business and like a little bit of your journey in the last few years? Oh yeah. So it's, it's a good, it's a good story. It's, I will try to keep it not ridiculously long. Um, but yeah, and I appreciate the intro where you said like, let's talk about some nightmares because like, that's what people don't talk about. And I'm excited to tell you all my nightmares. I had one last night, but I'll try to keep that one to myself. Um, I started my business in 2011. So I am like, I would say long in the tooth when it comes to like being like an online business owner and in working in like the internet marketing world. It's unusual that my business is older than most people's, which is like something I'm proud of. So that's why I always like to start with that. Yeah. I, uh, I, went to, I went to Stonehill College in uh, Massachusetts and I studied English and theater. So like, you're probably like, what? Like, what are you doing with? <laughs> what? Oh, no, no way. I, I studied right? political science and human rights. Like it just oh, makes So sense. you're with me on this. <laughs> yeah. I'm like how people, like when I tell people that they're like, well, they're, by personality, they're like, oh, we get it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like they're like, yeah. oh, theater, not a shocker. <laughs> but like the, I mean, the other stuff like English, I just did that because I thought everything else was boring. And I was like, well, at least I like to read. I went purely for classes I would enjoy. Um, an undergrad because I didn't want to end up in a job I didn't enjoy because I kind of think that that's like that's how people make terrible decisions um, is when they do things like I'm going to go be an accountant because they make money like I mean I think that's a terrible idea like be one if you like money <laughs> or if you like numbers um, but yeah so I ended up going on and that was I graduated in 2009 and so I ended up going to get my master's because I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life and so luckily I got in for free and they actually like paid me to get my master's because I got something called an assistantship and I went to Bridgewater State, uh, which is also here in Eastern Mass, so near the Boston area. And I ended up just getting a master's in English. And during that time, 2009, when I graduated with my bachelor's, that was when Twitter was invented. So that was like the first year Twitter was online. Um, And so social media was hot, hot, hot. And anybody that was doing social media consulting for small business, like you really had some nerve because no one was an expert because it just (laughs) got made up. But there were companies like growing 
while I was in graduate school. And one of the companies that was here locally, the person that owned that business actually was an administrator at Bridgewater State. And I was working at the television studio at Bridgewater State and he needed me to teach his students how to use video. And not video marketing, because that wasn't like a thing we talked about really. Like that wasn't like a thing yet, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but but when he, we met, he was like, he was like, Liz, oh my God, your your personal brand is so bad. And I was like, my personal what? Like my <laughs> I go, excuse me. And I was like, I was like, what are you creeping on me? Like, and he was like, no, your Twitter. He's like, you're just using it so wrong. And he's like, and I really, I just want to help you. Um, and keep in mind, I wasn't like the girl with the red solo cup, but I mean, I wasn't like what I was like on Twitter. Like I wasn't like a hot mess all the time. <laughs> I was in my twenties. So like, was it goofy? Absolutely. Um, and did I use social media purely for fun and to entertain my friends and get attention? Definitely. Um, and so he, he was trying to help me with my personal brand. And he was like, yes, let me help you market yourself. So he was throwing out these words like brand and market. And I was like, isn't this what people that sell Avon do? Like, isn't this people that just sell makeup and multi-level marketing? Cause the only time I heard marketing, it was like, if you got in trouble and you gave all this money to Avon to buy cosmetics, you can't sell. That's what I, that's what I really thought marketing was. And so I was like, that's why I was like, why would people ever major in something so awful? Like I just had no concept of business absolutely whatsoever, except for the fact that I was a really good customer. I would buy things all the time. I was a shopper. It was just my life and still is today. Uh, so he taught me every, I would say like the foundational stuff of what to know about marketing. I got really interested in it specifically because once I figured out what marketing was and how it could be a powerful thing, um, I wanted to help my parents' business. And this was like the, the first, this was actually both years of graduate school. I started to like explore marketing and how I could help my parents' business. And I was also at the time an insurance agent, which is like very surprising information because like when you think insurance, you think like dry, sandy profession. That's not that fun. <laughs> but, my father is an insurance agent. I know. <laughs> you get I'm it? I, everybody no. called me like flow. Cause I was like, so like, well, like the progressive lady. And like, so like, my customers thought I was like her. And so I, that's just what I brought to it. But I mean, I think that any job is what you make of it. Of course. Like, right. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah. Yeah, I started to like bring marketing just kind of into those parts of my life, my parents' business and my insurance life. And then I realized I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm actually really good at this stuff. So I started freelancing by offering social media marketing services to small businesses here locally, especially because like there weren't that many people doing it. It was very easy to get clients. It was just, it was so easy. I would walk into a networking event and walk out with a client. Cause there just wasn't anybody doing that. And I, I seemed different and exciting and I was probably too affordable, but I think everybody makes that mistake when they start. Um, and it was, it was fun. And like flash forward to now, I realized that your marketing, your social media marketing is only as effective as your website, which is why now I make websites because I wanted to like fix that huge problem where people spend their ad dollars and their marketing dollars on campaigns that are great, but don't work because the websites and the landing pages don't work. So, so I kind of switched gears and I used to make websites for fun. And so that's, there's that, which is like another weird nugget of Liz. Was it on Pixo? No, no, I don't even No, I used WordPress. Oh no. So I just remember there was like something it's, it's dead now. I've I've tried, I've tried to pick. So it's like, for like the teeny boppers that wanted to make a website but had no idea and you just had to like yeah. it, it was basically a word document but online it oh, was I really used, cool yeah. though. <laughs> like, i used i did html websites because i knew i just knew code but like i knew it because my uncle was like really involved in technology and so he taught me html like when i was 
young, which sounds Amazing. so, it all sounds insane. Like and it I'm does. Just, it really does. Like I never, <laughs> never went, oh, my uncle just taught me HTML. Oh, cool. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, it sounds like I was this like child prodigy, like Doogie Howser. And I was just, I was a normal kid. Like I, I was very normal, but like, I just did this stuff because I thought it was fun. Like I would make websites for like my favorite TV shows. Like, I mean, I had a SpongeBob website. I'm not making it up. It's really embarrassing. It's amazing. But I'm telling you. I mean, SpongeBob is a great, great SpongeBob show. Is, so. He's <laughs> pretty cool, right? And I got, I got my first sponsorship from the movie Kangaroo Jack. Remember that movie? It was horrible. I remember the name, but I don't remember the actual. There's something about a kangaroo. I didn't even see it. But like, I, I like, they were like, we want to do a giveaway on your SpongeBob website. And I was like, can I have money? And they were like, we're just going to give you a copy of the CD and then you can give one away. And I was like, all right. So I still, so <laughs> I still the soundtrack. So cool, but yeah, so isn't that random. weird? I know. And so it's like evolved, obviously. Like, <laughs> this is I'm, the beginning of now. influencer marketing right here. Yes. That Will was, you give I out was, a DVD for us? or a I, was a, I was a SpongeBob influencer. It's yeah. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, that's, yeah, so that's kind of my story in Flash Forwards. Now, you know, like we do websites, we do copywriting, um, business consulting, and I'm very blessed I have a team of smart people that support me in doing that because otherwise I'd get real tired, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I just, like some people that are solopreneurs, I'm like, how do you do it? Like, I just don't know. They're already doing it wrong. In my opinion. I mean, like you have to start somewhere, but like as soon as you can hire someone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Exactly. Um, also, well, thanks for sharing that with us. Um, but you know, as I know it was so difficult the first, like, especially coming from a background that has nothing to do with marketing or business or anything. It was really difficult for me growing my business, except the first, you know, I mean, it's always, there's always some element of difficult because, you know, as you up level, you experience new challenges. But the first year and a half ish of my biz was just like, whoa nightmares and um i you know loved had experienced it i know like you know i i I know the universe needed me to be there and all that stuff but um i know for me like there was some key things that in retrospect i was like oh man i wish i would have learned that like way like day two on kind of in my biz Mm -hmm. kind of thing so what did your first year of business look like was it you know peachy keen jelly bean was it a hot mess (laughs) like what what did that look like it was, it was a lot. I mean, I, I was actually, so after graduate school, I was trying to get a job to be honest, but like 20, 2007 to like 2012, you couldn't get a job. Like it was just, mm. the, the economy yeah. was so bad. I had a master's and I, and I only got one interview and the guy told crazy. me that the job would crazy. kill me. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was so crazy. It was to be a copywriter for a wig company. Oh my goodness. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he was like this job will kill you. And I think you should leave. And I was like, Oh, I guess I did well or you didn't do well. I don't know. But anyway, so I, I ended up starting my business, like I said, in 2011. So once I gave up on a job as being a possibility, um, my mom said, you don't need permission to like go just help businesses. Cause like, she's like, you can go do that. So I just started like trying to find businesses, people that um, worked in the same insurance building. Cause like where my insurance office was, it was like an executive center. So like I started to help some people that were already in my building there were other businesses just by like introducing myself that way and saying, Hey, I'm trying to, you know, get some experience. So that was like kind of how I got my very first clients. I was going to networking events and just like putting myself out there that way. I did. I'd obviously made my own website because I just like knew how to do that and didn't realize I was a web designer yet, which is like hilarious. Um, and so it was a lot of, I was doing insurance nine to five. So like I was an insurance agent all day. And then at night I was like, Liz Teresa, or in the beginning, I was actually Liz Downey, which is my birth name. So I was marketed differently. 
Um, and then I ended up changing my name because I felt that for me, my own, my own birth name held me back <laughs> to be honest with you. And like That's my, fair. the way that, I, yeah. Cause I, and I wanted a fresh start. And so I, I rebranded to Liz Teresa in 2012, um, just because I like wanted, I wanted my brand to be all the things I liked about myself. And so it was a lot of working at night, but you know, I had a boyfriend who was far away. So it's not like he was there to distract me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or take away any of my time. Um, oh, a hundred percent. Like just quick. Side I can't thing. imagine I, people that do boyfriends in businesses. I once, I actually about two years ago was like, you know, the best boyfriend would be is if I had someone that lived in a different continent Then I would ne never have to see them. Oh yeah. And then I could just, you know, see them once a year, like go visit them. That'd be the, birth, the best thing. Cause then I could just work on my biz. It was the best thing for my business is that he was far away. Um, and honestly, like that, that was probably, that's probably why I was more, I was successful more quickly. I wouldn't say I was, I was not overnight. I don't think many people are, <laughs> I think that's really unusual. Um, I, I probably worked at it for about a year, year and a half until I went full time. So that I, I went faster though. I think that that is faster than. Oh yeah, absolutely. Cool. Especially um, considering when you did join was 2011, it would have been even harder to kind of get that traction because although there's a smaller market per se yeah there's so many more like there's not like how many youtube videos are available to look at like everything right now whereas oh, in 2011 yeah. there was it was totally different yeah it was it was different and there were good things about it and bad things i do think i was born at the right time like if you look at like i don't know if you even think about just luck like being born in 1987 right Oh yeah, absolutely. That would be I was born at the right time to go do an, an internet business and be that's why I actually think I'm successful because I've been doing it so long that I've made all the mistakes early. <laughs> and so I got to learn, you know? Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. So talking about mistakes, okay. So let's yeah. hear about some of those mistakes that you made. Like what were the like the two or three biggest ones that you're like, oh man, oh man, I needed to learn it, but it would have been great if it wasn't as bad. I think it's, so for me, it's kind of like in the beginning, you know, you're saying yes to like everything. Mm -hmm. And I actually think there's good things and bad things about it. The good thing about saying yes to everything in the beginning is that you get to like have horrible like things happen because you'll end up working with people that simply aren't right for you. Um, and to give you an example, I had a client who was like, she owned a, it was kind of like an internet marketing firm, I guess. Like they did like social media management for like bigger brands. Um, and I was hired as the person I was basically like, they hired me to do like all the work and then they would like go shopping and spend all the money that they were getting paid. And it would really aggravate me to be honest with you. So Fair. Very I get it. I get it. Um, and like, they used to get mad if I like, if I had like, like when I got paid by them, I would send them like a report of how time was spent and they would be upset if things took five minutes or like 15 and I didn't round to the nearest six minute or like seven minute like increment. And I was like, who really cares? Cause the difference is like, do you know what I mean? Like in oh, my yeah. opinion, I'm like, the difference is like $10. Like if I was really that anal about it. And I'm like, and then like, so they, they ber like, it wasn't both of them, but it was the mom like berated me on the phone. It was like, what do you, who do you think you are? Like, what are you like an attorney now? You think you can just steal money from us? And I'm thinking like, you guys just spent like $600 at North Face and like, anyway. So, so that was like a terrible experience. Cause I was like, okay, setting, setting expectations. Right. So then it became about what did I learn from that? Setting expectations with um, your client when it comes to like how payment is happening. Now I sell retainers. Why? Because then I don't have to like, 
don't know, report every time I go to the bathroom. Like, I mean, are you kidding me? So like, <laughs> this is insane. So like, I, I was just like, that was, that was how, kind of how I learned it. And I also was kind of like, and not to be, not to be hired, hired gun or a grunt. Um, because I was a person that had ideas and a lot of times I would pass along my ideas, but not get credit for them because I wasn't, um, in a, I wasn't like labeled in a way, or like my role wasn't clarified as to like how I would be, um, acting in the relationship. And so like, I think that those are kind of two huge lessons, but definitely setting expectations and also setting boundaries around, okay, like I'm, I don't want that to ever happen again to me. It was like kind of my reaction. What can I do to make sure that doesn't happen? And then I'm just not going to work with people that that's how, that's how they act. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm just yeah. not going to work with people like that. Um, I had another client who was, they were a company and they um, did consulting for holistic business owners. So they worked with like health coaches and they taught them how to be better at business. And they hired me as a copywriter and also as like, I would say a project manager. So for any projects that they were hired for privately, like I would kind of facilitate and make sure everybody did their job and all that kind of stuff because they liked that I knew how to do design and code and marketing. And I knew I had good sensibility and I did copy. And so I was hired for that. Um, but then the problem on that project is that I was I was, it felt like I was like so disconnected from the top that I was like, this business is almost too big to work with. Cause they don't really, I felt unseen too. So I was like, how can I, how can I like change the way I work with people? Um, but what I will say about that, I mean, I would say that that person is like that business. One of the people that I worked with there, it's all in who you meet. Like, I mean, they connected me to me to my like for six or seven clients. Like one of the people that I happened to be like a colleague, somebody on my team, um, connected me to like all these new clients. And then, and then it's almost like, I really think it can be a springboard. It's like, if you meet one person, all of a sudden it can, it can be everything, right? Like you can meet all like amazing people. And so like one of the, like, and I would say of the first like five or six clients they referred me to, I still, I worked with them for like many years, many of them. One of them I still have. <laughs> <laughs> for better or for worse. She's I love still that. With me. Um, yeah. So, I mean, two, I would say two experiences that were like less than perfect, but then I think what you, as long as you learn from it and then you, you build into the way that you work ways of that not happening again, right. That that's, that's the best lesson. Yeah. So I, I find that really interesting because when I look at the, the women that I've helped with their virtual assistant careers, the trend that I see at the beginning is that they're super overwhelmed. They don't understand why, you know, if a client comes in, it's like, yes, I love your work. Like I've, you know, I've seen X, Y results. Like let's keep working together two year or two months down the road, fall off the pace of planet, lose a client, which is just not cool because you're not, you're that, that client's not communicating. Um, and you know, some people do rely on, you know, small amounts of, mm -hmm like, you know, $200 a month, $300 a month, when they're first starting off, that's like a huge, huge part of their income. Um, and I, I, I get a lot of like, what have, like, what, what's wrong with these people? Like, why are they doing this? Like, what, what, where can I find clients that are, you know, respect me and do this? And I'm like, well, what are you doing to kind of set their expectations of you? Mm. And so many of them are like, um, nothing. And I'm like, well, you know, right. what can we do then to work together to be able to create something that they know what to expect of you when you're working, how to get there or not how to get there, uh, how to get uh, in contact with you and all those things. So for like, 
I, I find there's a lot of aha moments with them. And, you know, I feel like if you weren't, I don't know if you were working with a coach or a mentor or anything at the beginning, but for me, I had this huge moment where I was like, this is not how I can live anymore with my clients. I actually have a super big nightmare story. I'm going to share it. Yeah. Make it as succinct as possible. So I was referred to a client through a friend um, for something not to work with her at all. It was just to like, to see her and use her content because she, uh, I don't want to say too much because I'm, I'm not yeah. going to be the nicest about the story. But anyways, um, and it just so happened that she was hiring when I was on the website. I was like, oh my God it would be amazing to work with her. You know, she's in the realm that I need to, you know, work on in my life. I want to see if I can do this. Uh, she's a pretty big coach, you know, probably like list of like, I think it was like 20,000 people kind of thing, uh, email list. And right off the bat, the first thing she did, you know, when you fill out those applications, when they do a call out for like all the people is they're like, okay, give me like your experience, your, what you want to be paid and all this stuff. Uh, this was a year and a half into my business and I was still, well, actually, as a lot of people know, I still work per hour. I know, I know I'm going to get berated, but it's okay. <laughs> no. yeah. But uh, I was working per hour and she, and I offered, I think it was 25 American an hour at the time. And I went through the process of being hired and all this stuff. They're like, you beat out 150 candidates. We're so happy. Like you were like, you work with us, blah, blah, blah. Was loving up on me. I was like, this is going to be the best thing first. The best thing ever. This is going to be like the breakthrough I need in my business. And then she's like, but we can't offer you 25 an hour. We're only going to offer you 20. And right out then, I know now I look back and I'm like, oh, why did I do this? I accepted it. I wasn't new to the business. I didn't need that client to kind of get my foot in the door. Like, sure, I needed clients, but it wasn't a matter of like live, live or die kind of thing. Hmm. Um, and then as I actually was suffering some, from a pretty intense um, reaction to an IUD, which is like the birth yeah. control for everyone out there that doesn't know what an IUD is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people. Um, which did affect my work and my, my actual like mental or my brain health. Um, and I was very upfront with this. It happened. We, I, I was, this was discovered like after I started working with her. Um, and just, she, it was just the most disastrous thing. She made me feel bad because I like, this had happened to me. Um, she was like, oh, you're not like, you're not doing what you need to do. And I was like, yeah. I just don't understand how you can be so harsh on me and so like rude when I'm being very upfront like if this is not going to work out like let's do that instead of use me as a personal punching bag sort of thing so long story short I just I just kept saying okay I'll do better I'll do better I'll do better yeah um, and it kind of fell into that employee employer relationship instead of a contractor or virtual assistant kind of thing um fast forward to the end of it and I she fired me in the middle of my vacation in the middle of Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, on the side of a road. <gasps> it was the what? most ridiculous thing I have ever experienced in my entire life. I've never felt ho more horrible. It, yeah, it's, I look back on it, I was like, oh my God, this is the craziest story. But that was the day that I was like, this is not, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not letting, I'm not gonna, you know, please them. Like they need to know exactly what to expect of me because yes. I had tried to do it for so long, like, you know, breadcrumbing almost like through one email here, one email there. Oh, like you're emailing me at 8 PM. Like it's, you know, I, I was also two hours ahead of her in the time difference. I was like, it's actually 10 PM here. Like I'm not only is this way outside my work hours, like I'm asleep. 
So um, that was a big moment for me. And I'm wondering if you had like a huge mm-hmm. aha moment or it was like a collection over, you know, a, a few months, a few years. Oh God. I mean, I, I mean, there was a lady one time that insisted on calling someone when I was the project manager for that company I mentioned. Yeah. She was one of the clients and she like insisted on calling one of us and my friend faked being Jewish to get out of the call because it was Yom Kippur, but she wasn't actually Jewish. She just didn't want to be on the call because this lady was crazy and it was like late at night. But I also like, I was kind of under the gun to take the call because like I was sub subcontracted. I would like say sub sub contracted. Yeah. So I, wasn't, I know that game. <laughs> it was at a time where like setting expectations. I was like, that's not even something that like, I'm really al-. like, I wasn't like allowed to do that in that mm. role. So it was a very limiting situation. So I answered the phone and then she like went off on me about how she used to work at Disney and how she knows business and all this stuff. And I was like, you don't have one friggin' client. And I told her to F off. And then I quit that whole job. <laughs> and Love I said, I'm, I shouldn't have to pretend to be Jewish to not be on the phone. I go, that girl, I told the lady, I go, you're so scary. I go, she's pretending to be Jewish. Who does that? That's it sounds like a Seinfeld. Are you kidding? It really does. It was a sign. It was. It was oh, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the dentist converts to Jesus. Yeah, yeah. jokes. Yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I was like, you have to be freaking out of freaking kidding me. So I yeah, I told her to F off, which like, hey, I don't usually do that. But like I have lines, right? So like that was one of those she crossed the line. She was calling me at like nine o'clock at night. I was like, I don't need this. So then, I mean, I was like, okay, that's never happening again. I did. Have, and then like another time I remember I had a client, she, and she got to meet Lady Gaga. And I was like really interested in that because I loved Lady Gaga. Okay. Like I love, I still do. I think she's so cool. But anyway. She's gotten even cooler. Like I can't. She's gotten even cooler. I liked her like when she was moderately cool. And like, anyway, this lady and her son gets to meet Gaga. And like, I'm all interested in talking about that. But then she was like, she was kind of just like unhappy about something. I don't even remember what she was unhappy about, but I remember talking on the phone with her. It was after hours. So it was after five o'clock. I'm leaving the office. Um, cause I had an office, I got office space very early, which is also unusual, but it's cause I couldn't focus at home. So I really needed it. Um, so I'm leaving the office and I'm holding like a plate. Cause like I had brought lunch that day and then whatever. And so then I, I dropped the plate while she's screaming at me. And I wanted to talk about Lady Gaga. So then I never even got to. So this was like upsetting, right? <laughs> then I'm like, there's a woman on the phone who I really, I didn't give a crap about her. She was, I, this was also the same thing where I was subcontracted. So it was like sub, sub. So I don't, I'm never, I'm never white labeled anymore that I don't do that. Cause I just like, I need to be directly facing the client in almost every situation. Mm-hmm. Cause otherwise, like they, if they don't know me, they, they don't know how awesome I am. Like if she really like knew how cool I was, she probably wouldn't have been so horrible. I mean, I don't know if she might have been, but like I would have never worked with her then. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Because you can yeah. get people. But yeah, I remember dropping a plate and then like she's yelling and I go, excuse me. And she goes, what? And I go, I just dropped a plate and I just think I got to go. I go, I, I can't do this right now. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to totally go. And then, yeah. So I, I didn't work with her anymore. But yeah, it was kind of just like a series of like how many, what, how many times do you have to be punched in the face, right? Until you're going to be like, please stop hitting me. Like, I mean, because like, you just don't need to take it. And I think once I realized I don't need to take it, not from anyone, by the way, mm. like, I, and I still don't. I mean, like I had a client a few years after that and like, they're not all my clients are bad, but when you've done this as long as I have, you're going to have at least a Grinch every, every, oh, yeah, every, absolutely. Or every year. It just happens. Um, I had a really rotten woman um, from, oh God, where was she from? 
like Sweden, somewhere far away from me, Switzerland, Switzerland, who um, went off on my designer. Like I had like an, I, this was when I had a team actually since just 2014 and she called her stupid. And I was like, oh my God. Like, That's not cool. I was like, oh no, you didn't, right? Like, I was like, oh, oh no, you didn't. earrings off, you're ready for a fight, right? Like, so I, so I go, that's it. I call her right away and she's going off about how disappointed she is. I go, look, I go, you don't call anybody stupid. And I was like, I've had about enough of you. And this was like over, over time, she got really painful. And I go, but you don't disrespect my team. I go, you don't disrespect me. I go, I fall on my team before I fall for a client. And, that, and I'm always team oriented. And I will tell you, that's why no one quits working for Liz Teresa. Mm -hmm. I haven't had, I had one person ever not work out in like eight years. It's a really long time. And when they leave, they go on to do better, bigger and better things because I mentor my team. And so I just take that really, really seriously. And so I was like, and so I told her, I go, you don't just, you don't treat people that way. I go, you don't treat my team that way. And I, now we won't work with you. And then I was like done. And then she like, well, I don't know. She went crazy. She started posting stuff about me on social media and then eventually got tired of it. But wow. I don't care. Bite me. <laughs> I love that. But now, bite me. That's what I would say. I think she's a nut. You just don't treat people that way. I have very, very strong boundaries around saying things like stupid and idiot, um, like dumb. I don't, I just don't allow that. I will not let anybody hurt anybody on my team. I just won't let it happen. I don't let people treat me that way. I don't allow that kind of talk. When I, when I was growing up in my parents' house, if you called anybody stupid in my house, you got like, you would get the equivalent of smacked if we, if we hit people, <laughs> like you would be so shamed, you know? And it's just like, you just have to treat others the way they want to be treated. And on my website, I set expectations right away on my homepage. I take it very seriously. I say, if you are a jerk, do not schedule a call with me. I don't want to talk to you. If you're a bum, I don't want to talk to you. And I mean it. I get very passionate about it. Cause I'm just like, we have to own, especially online. You have to own the stuff that you say. You have to. It's all Absolutely. you got. So I have a question for yes. you then, because I know, I know there's down. so many people <sighs> out there that are like, oh yeah, like that's, it's all well and good. You're like some, you are successful. You have a team, you have this, like you can afford to say no to clients. I think what, what would you say to those other online service providers or just anyone that is experiencing maybe not the best client. Also, there's a plane in the background. I apologize, folks. I don't hear it. <laughs> they probably don't hear it. What would you say to those people that are like, do you see a little kick in the pants to stand up for themselves? I'd say, how's it working for you? Taking on anybody. And if you're getting jerks, what if you just said no once? How would that make you feel? How would that shift your mindset? How would that change the way you present yourself in a sales and marketing format? How could that turn into an opportunity for you to be more vulnerable with your target audience and say, I had a nut job who I was working with and I insisted on making it right. But like, do you know what I'm trying to say? But the money is not worth it. The second you say no, you open up the door to get a normal, wonderful person to come in. And every time I've said no to a rotten, horrible person, I get amazing people. And it's, it, I really just think it's like, cause you know, you shift your energy around the way that you're working. You're ready to take something on and you're trying, you're, you're trying things with marketing. You're doing webinars because all of a sudden you got time. Yes. And I yeah. love it. And it's so true because I see that so many times when I say no, more people pull in. And sometimes it's just because I just can't take on more clients. It's not a matter of they, they're bad or, you know, they've been rude to me. It's just like, I'm at capacity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
early on, a lot of us do get in the habit of just saying, yes, 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 yes. And there will be a point and there needs to be a point earlier on in your business, then it's going to feel comfortable to start saying no. And that is going to be one of the best moments of your business because you're going to step into that. You're going to feel exactly what you said, Liz, like confident, like you're owning it. And like, this is yours and you have control of your business instead of letting someone else dictate how you're supposed to run it. Yeah. Cause then why, why work for anybody and say yes to everyone? Why not just get a friggin' job? Exactly. Like you got into this business to have your own hours, to do your thing. And if you continually let people push those boundaries, if you set them or not, it doesn't, if you haven't set them, that's a whole other thing, but we can help you with that too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Set those by the way. Pardon? I said they should set those by the way. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's important. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's so true. And so many people are scared and believe, and I say that because I was scared shitless. Mm. when they know like so much but as soon as I started building that muscle it was it changed my business and I have never been happier and if you have that fear what's the worst that could happen so what you have a bad month I mean do you know what I mean there's there's so many people in the world someone will pay you exactly (laughs) someone will I promise you that I can I mean although yesterday after it because this is on Mm. March whatever day is it? What is it? March 14th. This is the day after Instagram and Facebook went down. So maybe everyone that has online business is rethinking it because they've just experienced <laughs> the worst day of their lives yesterday. <laughs> it's pie, and now it's pie day 3.14. Oh, I, I, was, I thought you meant like pie pie. And I was like, whoa, I need to. Well, like people have pie pie on pie day, but yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody freaked out. I got a lot of work done. I'll tell you that when I when Facebook wasn't working, Instagram wasn't working. I was very focused. It worked out very well because I actually didn't have an Instagram post for done for yesterday, and then I was like, "Oh, well, it's down, so it's fine." So well, give me an extra day. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, Liz, it's been awesome talking with you, and I am just so happy that you were able to share the story because I know so many people are like, "Oh, like you're successful. This doesn't happen." No, it still happens. Um, oh, it no. still happens. Yeah. You're still going to deal with really shitty clients and, oh, yeah. and, but you know, less, less over time. It happens exactly. less. Yeah. And you're going to be able to be more confident to deal with it and know that you're, you know, not going to ruin your name, even though you're never going to ruin your brand. Like it's just not going to happen no. by saying no to a client that is. Mm-hmm. So I always ask my audience to leave, or not my audience, I always ask my guests to leave the audience with some words of wisdom. So I'll let you take it away. Yeah, I would say get, get around that fear. Start thinking about whatever is holding you back from kind of take, being the boss of your own business. I, I think that that's what you need to do is be the boss of your own business and just figure out why you're so afraid and realize it's not that bad. Like it, whatever, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, asking yourself that you'll realize you're like, oh, so I have a bad, a bad April if I say no to this person or bad March. So what? 